From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Blog Talk Radio. On the date of December 21, 2012, everybody hyped it up and said the world was coming to the end. And as usual, the scientific and religious communities were wrong. However, a phenomenon did occur that would alter the destiny of a planet and its people. This is the story of a young woman who alone holds the power of the world in her hands, literally with the help of the ever-powerful force of Akhenaten's scepter. With this dad, she had the ability to rule or annihilate the planet. She held unimaginable power that was formed in her DNA thousands and thousands of years ago. She was heir to all of the secrets of the Dogon, the Samarians, the Anunnaki, and the creators of the universe. The military wanted to maliciously gain control of her and her power, and the world's enemies wanted her eliminated. So either way, they each wanted her to disappear. Upon discovering her true spirit and purpose, she esoterically went out into the world to gather the souls who waited for her to make that trek to the mountain of the moon. The people already knew who she was and depended upon her to survive the long journey back to their original astral home of the Sirius star system. She was destined to rid Mother Earth from all of her pain, for nature had suffered for a very long time with spilled blood of the innocent on her ground. With the pragmatic and fearless assistance from her reflection, the man she loved, and the eye watcher, who also holds a force to be reckoned with. This combination will soon show the world who is really in control. The third dimension has long passed. You are now in the Nine Ether. The war has officially begun. This is the chemistry. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D, and that was Sister Seta Aset, and 
And uh, she has a series of books called The Chemistry, and we are on the one that is called The War. And for those of you that's not familiar, Sister Seta, a set is a true believer in the metaphysical side of reality. She has written for such publications as Helium and Science Fiction Magazine. Her mentor was Dr. Delbert Blair and Bobby Hemmett, just to name a few. Right now, she's working on uh, her script for the chemistry uh, movie series or or movie, and so um, it's an honor and a privilege to have the author of the chemistry series here with us now uh, reading the books to us. So we are hearing the auto, auto version of her book called War. Thank you, Sister Seta. How are you doing this evening? How you doing, Sister Beverly? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. Good. Very good. Good. Well, it's cold down here. They finally sent the cold on down. Um, you know, we got ice hanging oh. on the trees down here. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah, they got it rain, they got it cold. So, you know, the heat wave I guess last week that we had around in the seventies, that's kinda mm-hmm. disappeared. I guess they try to get that winter time in when they could. But uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty yeah. good. You sounding good, sounding good. Well, thank you. Good, good. Well, um, we are listening to, now you did the book. What was the other book that you read for us, the first one? What was that called? Okay, the first one, Mm -hmm. okay, well, the first one was called Bright Light. And that's when um, our superhero female and her superhero wasn't husband at the time, but she was looking for him, but he is now, uh, when she came into being on that first one, uh, Bright Light. And then on the second one, uh, that was Gathering of the Vanguard. And that's when she found her better half, the man she loves. She found him, and so um, he was taught the ways in which she was taught that was in her DNA when she was born. And, of course, it was in his DNA as well. He just had to, uh, had that female to point him, you know, point the way, you know, because they're, they're not, it's not more of a female power as well as a male power. They come together as one. They make one, one person, one entity. So she um, found him in Gathering of the Vanguard, so uh, he figured out what he needed to do with her. So now, right now, we're on the third one. It's called The War. And in this one, uh, they've been approached by uh, the establishment, if you want to call that what it is, and also uh, the, the oh, how can I say it, the evil entity, the you know, the unseen mm-hmm hand that's doing all of these things within our government and you know to the people you know they've been in they're being approached by them now so that's where we are and sister bell i want to kind of stop and say uh i want everybody to know whoever's listening that this is fiction non-fiction it's not real so i don't want anybody to get all upset and everything because 
you know, we have a sort of, you know, a female kind of leading the way because, you know, the brothers is in this as well. So I don't want anybody to think that, you know, we got all these crazy women, you know, doing things or whatever. This particular female is righteous to the bone. She's doing what, you know, she's doing good things for everybody. So it's not like, you know, I'm throwing all the power to the female, which we do have power. I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna apologize for that. But also, the male power is within this structure of what I've written as well. So it is fiction, okay. nonfiction. It's not real. So, uh, and I'm throwing that disclaimer out there, so everybody mm-hmm. know what's going on. Just a bit. Okay. So what 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 do you think um metaphysically where do you think that we are uh people of color black people what do you, and and others too where do you think that we are metaphysically I think the majority of us is not there yet uh, and I mean that's everybody uh, people of color, people of no color, people of certain colors, whatever. You know, everybody, m- m- the majority of people are still enjoying the fruits of this particular life, in this particular realm, in this matrix. You know, they, it's hard for them to give it up. If they if they go by the way of the myot, and, and the myot is tough. Now, it's really tough. It's a whole lot of admonitions on there that I don't think, one human, even myself included, uh, can meet the myot right at this point in time. Maybe some time ago, you know, when we first put it out there, because everything that we've done, we've been copied. Uh, everything that the particular or the so-called they, quote unquote, has comes, came from people of color. Because we were here on this planet first. So we were the first in everything. You know, we just being we just being piggybacked on. So and I think that the majority of us, as I said before, is not ready. There is only a few that is willing to give up or kind of cut back on a lot of their um baubles and gifts and things so-called right now, but I don't Mm -hmm. think the majority would do that. Mm. So that's where we are. Yeah, so do you think that are we going full circle? Are we headed in that direction, or do you feel like uh, humanity or mankind, uh, do you think that we're stuck, or, or are we moving in that direction? Well, I feel I feel like the majority of people is not equipped for this. They're not ready. And I highly doubt if they ever be ready. I think they're just living in the now. Nobody is thinking of the future and how and how your children is going to react to the future. You know, everybody's just in the now right now. They're not thinking about tomorrow because I guess they feel like a tomorrow for them won't come, but it'll come 
and pass down through your children. So I think that's mm-hmm. what, you know, we need to do is think about them and pass it down to them right now All in right. the now. <laughs> okay. So now we left off on uh, what chapter? Uh, we're, we left off on, uh, we're starting part 69. So we're doing a countdown, and we've counted down from part 100. That was in the Bright Light series. And so we're all the way down. We left part 70, so we're in 69. So we're counting down to 69 right now, and we've made it into the war. So we're on part 69, returning to the east. Okay. And what's the name of uh, that chapter again? Uh, part sixty, part sixty-nine, returning to the east. And just okay. to recap, what we uh-huh. go ahead. Okay, okay. I just wanted to say, you know, to kind of get everybody up to speed and to recap where we left off. Uh, Femi and Zuri went back to Maryland to get Rupa and her children. You know. She had learned the ways of the Dogon, but Rupa just couldn't get it in her heart. You know, if you know, like when the big sleep came and they dropped everybody and everybody was asleep, she couldn't get it. She knew what what was coming because um, she, along with uh, Diju and Aunt Maymay, which was Ayira's uncle, they all learned the ways of the Dogon, but. But Rupa was just like a person like us, you know, regular regular people. You know, she wasn't really what you would say special. She was just smart because she was a scientist. But she wasn't ready to, you know, have her children and grandbaby go through this turn of events and her not being there and also her knowing what's about to happen. So she had to leave and go back to her family and, you know, Femi was really, she really felt good about the decision that Rupa made, although she did question it. But if Rupa had that much love in her heart, of course, for her family, then Femi was grateful for that. She really, you know, she um, she was she was happy that she would go back to her family in that way. She was proud of her for doing something like that because that showed you know, that she had love and tenderness in her heart for her family, you know, and to give up particular things for her family, you know, Femi thought that was, you know, outstanding that she would do that. Almost like a sacrifice because, you know, Rupa could have saved herself and left her family, but she didn't. So they're going back. Yeah. So she's gone back to get Rupa and her family. So, uh, and that's, you know, they've left Merlin, and, uh, you know, they run into martial law because it's martial law all over the world now because of what happened. And so uh, they're on their way back from Merlin. And so uh, she's taking them down to Mississippi to be safe because, you know, there are a lot of pyramids in Mississippi, underground pyramids, you know, on, on top of ground pyramids, and it's a portal down there. And that's one of the um, one of the uh, places where it's it's uh, 
magical and metaphysical down in Mississippi. So, and it's powerful. It's a powerful, uh, what you call it, a powerful uh, transmission from there, you know, uh, uh, into the universe down in Mississippi. So that's, and, and they have one of the eye watchers whose name is Africa. He has all that down there. He's controlling all that down there. So that's where they're going, and that's where she's taking them. So that's where and we'll are, begin. And who are the eye watchers again? Who are they? Okay, the the eye watchers are a group of humans that are exceptionally strong in will, strong in thought, and strong in the Maya. They they were part of the uh, people that she gathered up. You know, when she started gathering up everybody around the world that was in tune with what was going on and what was going to happen. And that, you know, was um, like we are, like, you know, the way that you're, you know, uh, a group of people think in, with the hive mind that's know what's going on. Even on your show, Sister Bev, you know, everybody mm-hmm. is in tune with what's happening. Well, this is the way this group of people was. So okay. they are part of that. It's just particular ones that were stronger than most. Those are the eye watchers. And those are the people that they placed in specific places around the earth. So when this war breaks out, they are there to protect the innocent that mm-hmm. is not as strong as they are, but they do know what's going on. Oh, okay. All mm-hmm. right. Like her soldiers per se. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we can uh, get into chapter sixty nine, correct? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Part chapter part sixty nine. Returning to the east. Okay. Here we go. Africa said to Femi, "I have prepared your tickets." and all that you would need on the way back to the east. I have been monitoring their actions concerning the cleanup of the devastation that befell them. There may be an extensive wait, but traveling back this way will inform you of what you requested. May peace and love reside with you on your journey back. Thank you, Brother Africa. I will inform you when to initiate the barrier. Okay, so we're going to get into this barrier uh, as we read. Okay, with this, Zuri and Femi returned to the truck and sped north towards the Jackson Evers Airport. Upon entering the terminal, armed with the chameleon in place, and the chameleon is their shift, their, their, they've changed their appearance, okay? Um, they saw many elite, melanated persons being dissected in every way, even stripped totally naked before they were even considered boarding the plane. Okay, now what that means, Sister Bev, is a lot of the melanated people, the elite melanated, your senators, your uh, house representatives, people in office, you know, uh, people that's got money. Well, not people, but us, us, okay, melanated, dark people. 
you know, people that's high, you know, on the poles, totem pole per se, like we got today, they were being stripped totally naked before they were considered boarding the plane. So no matter how high you got on your pedestal, you were still being treated like a regular old person during these days and times. And of course, we're talking, we're talking past 2020. I think they're up in like 2031 or 2032, something like that. Okay. So it's kind of it's kind of like um, with the uh, black lady that's uh, over in England, the one that uh, Myrtle Merkel or whatever her name married the prince. <laughs> yeah, Megan. They, yeah, Megan Markle. Yeah. Yeah, you know how they really showed her, you know, you that you know who she was, and you know, I, I was looking at how they really made a difference. Uh, with her, and so it doesn't matter if you royalty, she still was a little black girl, so. Exactly. You are right on time with that one, and and that's it, and like they did Oprah when, what, Oprah went somewhere and tried to buy a purse, and they wouldn't sell it to her. Uh, this was some mm. years ago, okay. and just because you Oprah, yeah, do you remember that? I don't remember that, but yeah, I could. <laughs> yeah, she tried to buy. It was like a two or three thousand dollar purse, maybe more than that, in some country, uh-huh. some kind of Swiss, Swiss somewhere over there in Sweden, somewhere. Uh-huh. And they turned her down because it don't matter whether you Oprah or whatever. You just, you know, you are you in our right. eyes, and we don't have to sell you anything. So yeah, yeah, I get it. Now this is the way these people were treated at this airport. Okay. 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 The treatment of the people was horrendous and absurd. Timmy said to herself, soon these very people will see her message and make their way to the safe zones and leave the Cretans behind. So she's thinking to herself, well, you know, maybe just because they're high on a pedestal, maybe they'll think twice about, you know, trying to go there with, you know, trying to be in that situation. But anyway, let's go on. With no problems checking in and boarding the plane, they were on the long nonstop flight to Alcabulon. Arriving in Kenya, Ziri used his power to connect with the Dogon at the camp to inform them they had arrived and to prepare for the days. His message in return was to Maintain control, for you and Femi will be met by resistance. That was all the connection stated. They rented an SUV and drove the rest of the way to the camp. From a few miles away, they noticed the camp's entrance was surrounded by hundreds of military personnel representing all the nations on earth. I don't care how many will come back here and try to place us in fear or to restrain us from doing what I came to do. They will never stop the inevitable. We will abandon the vehicle and shift into the great Phoenix. I must speak to the people at once, said Femi. Zuri robustly replied, I'm on it, Queen. There is no time like now. Once they exited the truck, 
They ran with force until they had the ability to take a leap and a jump. This action made them airborne in seconds. Looking down on the mass of soldiers gathering about, amassing their killing equipment, ready to do harm to the people of the mountain, Femi couldn't wait to land on the ground. Searching for the perfect place to land, Zuri motioned to her that behind the command cabin would be the perfect place. When they walked out from behind it and into the post, Leo said, Thank the creators you have returned. We almost decided to intervene in your behalf, considering what we are facing 90 clicks from our front door. Father, I have confidence that your daughter, Father, have confidence that your daughter and your king will return before the time to execute the inevitable on the humans. It is without a doubt they will put down their weapons and scatter like roaches. What do we need to do? asked the chief Dogon. First, I must speak to the Hogan. I must let him know what I am prepared to do against these humans and the disagreeable reptiles. Once he knows, it can be recorded and transmitted to Nibiru when it is in range, and our people can join us in accurately cleansing this planet before we make the journey back home. Femi went high up in the mountain to seek the Hogan, for he is not to be touched by anyone, including her. I see you have returned, my child. I know why you have come to see me. What you are attempting to do is the correct thing to do. Do not be afraid to think that what you are doing is wrong. The human have always known we were not like them. He knows the missing link gene he has tried to find is not in him. He has always known that we are not from the planet. He also knows we are from another dimension in this universe. Our level of cognition and thought supersedes his thousands of times over. He knows these things, but will never tell the people, for he would lose it all. Yes, Master Hogan, he is losing it now. We know his time, and he knows his time. I am here to express to you that it will be getting very hot in the coming quads. As soon as I leave you, I am going to ex- I am I am extracting the will of the creators on the enemies of the righteous. I know, sister. I know. Go now and swiftly do the business you were sent here to do. And if you do not see me anymore, know that I am within you. I am always there. The Master Hogan returned back up the mountain where the triangle ship rested until after the great cleansing. Meanwhile, as Femi made her way back down towards the camp, she was met by Abdul. She politely said to him, gather the people to the Kaaba. I must speak to you all. After this very important meeting, please bring my mother and father to me. There is something I must explain to them alone. 
The Dogon leader executed Femi's order and brought the few thousand people together in the Kaaba. And once again, Femi, joined by Zuri, began to tell them about the coming prediction by the resonance of the ancestral voices. My people, we know we are not responsible for the low vibration of the planet or what has happened over the last 300,000 years. But Mother Nature and the universe knows. That's why she is trying to rid this from her vibratory excellence. I am not going to repeat myself. I do not enjoy doing that to you or myself because we had this talk a few quads ago, a few weeks ago. Femi took a deep breath, paused, and said, As you know, this will never be written in a book. Only in the heavens can this story be told. In a few moments, I am going to generate the attraction of each and every person on this planet with the force like they have never seen before. And if there was someone I did not reach, then they are in a hole thousands of miles away with no communication or they are no longer living. I've told you why we have not made the jump back home. It was the creator's choices to give humanity a final chance to get it right. If not, then after these days are implemented and he has not risen to the challenge, then the great flip will occur. And it is then that nothing will survive here. And what is living in, under, and over Mother Earth will be non-existent. I wanted to prepare you, for we will be in some very trying times from your normal humans, the reptiles and the dracons. My advice to you is not to venture outside of the camp. But if you must, do it discreetly, covertly, and carefully. At this time, we're going to train you with the power you have to defend yourselves in case any of them should happen to break through our barriers. I doubt it happens, but you will never know until you are confronted. Our powers are undeniable, but there are some entities out there that have similar power, but nothing like mine or Zuri's, and we can't be with you always to show you what to do. So begin honing the skill the creators gave you physically and metaphysical with the guidance of the Dogon, and our outcome will be nothing short of glory. After her speech to the people, she and Zuri walked over to the command center and joined her parents, Zuri's mother and Abdul. Leo had already set up a line of communication to all the known leaders on the planet, interrupting every known television, radio, internet, cell phones, computers, and whatever else was in communication with each other this day. Okay, Sister Bev, that was part 69. Okay. So, have you got to the barrier yet? 
No, we haven't got to the barrier yet. I won't wanted to explain the barrier. I wanted to explain it when I got there. But do you have okay. any questions about that one? Anybody have any questions about that chapter? And the call in number is three two three six four two one five eight six. It push number one, three two three six four two one five eight six. If you have any questions or any comments uh about the the book The War and this is a series of books that Sister Seta has called The Chemistry and so we are on the book The War and uh, I don't have any hands raised we're just listening so far okay well we'll go ahead on to part 68 okay 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 part 68 the thinking of the common man the thinking of the common man mother father this will be a time of great reckoning i am afraid that the evil and the sinister will try and rain his evil on us but he will not be able to touch us and since he can't he will come down hard on the innocent and the unaware more so than what he has already done. And I think we're getting some of that right now. While inserting the eye watchers in a Mexum, I took a trip. I interacted with Rupa Ocelos and her family. Since she was a student of the Dogon, I owed it to myself to try and encourage her to return with us and save herself. She was quite pleased that I thought of her, and she humbly agreed to come with me. She and her family departed the northern region and are safe with Africa in the south. I just wanted you both to know that. How is she? asked Leo. She is the same, only much more grateful to all that is righteous. I am happy you were able to talk her back to where she will be safe said Ayura. They stood in meditation together and gave recognition to the ancestors and to the creators before Femi sat down at the huge monitor to give her summation to the planet. When Abdul initiated the program, he converted all other mainstream programming to a separate monitor. With her hands placed firmly down on a four-legged antique dark mahogany desk that supported a refined, resolute, and strong-willed woman, she began by saying, Listen well, people of Earth, especially those in power. My name is Femi Knight, and I have been sent here by the creators of all things of this vast universe and beyond. What is simply known as the solar system is more than what a normal eye can see. This megacosmos has no end, and you are but less than a tiny speck in it. You will never know in your lifetimes trillions and trillions and trillions of times over, and then some of what is out there. Don't waste your time trying to find out, for you have been confined to this planet called Earth because of your evil ways. 
that you have unleashed upon the people who has been here for millions of years. I am directing this to the innocent people who have suffered at the hands of the blatant enforcers who invaded you thousands of years ago. Believe it or not, the entirety of Earth was a utopia. There was peace all across this landscape, but the creators knew, as always, there were some who wanted to rule a little differently. They are the ones who are responsible for your plight as it stands now. They are the ones who gave permission to the invaders to rule. Unfortunately, you, the people who have no power, have to suffer the brunt of your leaders whom you have elected to mislead you. Their arrogance has caused you much pain. Just know that the almighty creators did not want you to suffer. They are so merciful of their creation that they halted me when I laid you all down to sleep. What you have to go through at this moment is the results of my power. There are many like me who are spread all across this sphere. And if you have it in your heart to want to save yourself, then I suggest you look deep within. You will know, and so will I. Your enemy cannot harm me or my people. They will try, but will fail miserably. All of the, all of the technologies they claim to have have destroyed them. When you aren't the master holders of this type of power, you cannot safely harness it. It will destroy each, it will destroy you each and every time you try. This I am clarifying to the leaders of the planet called Earth. First, cease and desist what you are doing to your people. Second, all those who do not desire to comply with my rules, will have to relocate to the north of a maxim above the Mason-Dixon line. Third, to those who wish to escape tyranny and slavery will relocate south of the line. Fourth, those who desire to cohabitate with their leaders will have to follow their rules since your domiciles will be with them. Fifth, the leaders for fifth to the leaders, you will treat those who remain with you with respect and compassion. You will treat the planet with respect. You will cease all nuclear activity and anything associated with bombing, shooting, spying, or anything negative that you have done in the past to your neighbors everywhere, or I will return for you. To see will I have communi- to see will I have communicated to you, I am going to reinforce it by keeping it daylight for a quan and set the world ablaze with heat for a month until I see fit that you have kept the rules I have given to you. Being mature and human should go hand in hand, but as years pass. I can't see anything of the sort. So I have to become your mother, and my King Zuri will have to become your father.
Once again, make no mistake, if you decide to take matters into your own hands and defy what I've told you or go against my grain, you will be destroyed. The monitor went blank. Now, she's not talking about, Sister Bev, regular people and the people that's been misled and everything. She's talking about these leaders that have dogged the people out. That's who she's talking to. That's who she's talking about. And she's not really like throwing throwing her power at them or making them do something they don't want to do. She's just saying, you know, do this and you'll be all right, you know. But if you keep dogging the people out and having people miserable, you know, and the the things that people are going through, then that's when she's going to do what she's going to do. So she's giving them chances. Yeah. She's giving them so, warnings. Okay. Warning oh, yeah, warnings. Yeah, she's giving them warnings, you know. So, okay. And so the monitor went blank. Quiet spread around the globe because this was broadcasted on every TV channel and everything. Okay. Okay, the monitor went blank. Quiet spread around the globe. You could hear a pin drop. Meanwhile, the White House was abuzz after the transmission, trying to replay the broadcast, but it was nowhere to be found. No country in the world could find a recording on what was said. Communications was frantically sent out to Alcabulon and all corners of the globe for the immediate arrest of Femi and Zuri Noble. This was the thinking of the common man, to take everything he disagrees with, and no matter how much it helps him, he will turn against it. Femi knew she was not asking for much. All she wanted was real equality among the masses, no matter what your station was, for everyone to have an equal footing on the land. She knew they would be coming after her or anyone associated with her. She wasn't afraid. She was ready for a fight. The innocent would lose against her. But this is the price they would pay for pairing with the malevolent entities they served. The crimes against all humanity, against all that was natural, must be paid in full before the world could spin correct in time once again. Addressing her people, Femi said, now the waiting begins. We will go about our days as usual, for there will be no night. The high temperatures of Saul will temper those down who want to continuously control the people and the planet. They will think twice about crossing me, for we will, along with the eye watchers, will tear their houses down with the blink of the eyes. And thoughts the creators gave to us. So they, in other words, she's saying they they can just think it, and 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 instead of their physical houses, she's talking about the uh, rules and and regulations and things that they've set up to keep the people, you know, down. She's talking about those kind of houses. I guess you would say those are metaphysical houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, 
The ancient power that we once knew has has resurrected within us, all of us. Even the children has the power to annihilate any evil thing that would come their way. Be ready, family, for the time is truly here. Daughter, I have the power to take down armies of humans. Asked Leo. Yes, you do now, father, without even touching them. You only have to know you can. You only have to speak in the name of the ancestors and the creators and your will will be done. For you are like Zuri and I. Always was. And so is mother and all the rest of the people who are here. So they didn't really know that they even had that power within. So she's telling them that they have that. The people who are the eye watchers share in the power, but the people who they shelter do not. At this moment, they are raising the barrier over the land they watch. It is impenetrable. Nothing known to humanity can pierce it. Nothing can get out of it unless the eye watchers allow you out. They will try everything to kill all who remains in it, but will fail miserably. I've given each eye watcher permission to destroy any and all who attempt to do evil to them. The call has been sent. So, Sister Bell, this barrier that she's talking about, it is, uh, it is to protect the people that they watching over. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they shoot a bomb in it or, you know, try to shoot bullets or whatever through there to kill the people, you know, it just bounce off. It, you know, it won't reach them. You know, it's like... Oh, a shield. Like yeah, invisible. it's a shield. Is it yeah. Invisible? Is it invisible? Yes. Or is, or you, okay. It's invisible. You don't even know it's mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. that's the barrier she's talking about. So in, in case any of these areas get attacked, you know, then, you know, it won't, it won't hurt them. You know, they can't get through. And when she was talking about the North and the South, you know, you know how the Mississippi river runs, it runs like um, the Nile river. So they're, yeah. Yeah. They're saying basically we've got it. We've got it backwards. The South is, the south is up and the north is below. So so they got you thinking the south is below and the north is up. It's turned around. So that's why she's so adamant about everybody getting to the south because the south is up. But anyway, okay. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Okay. I, I think I stopped it. The call, the call has been sent. Okay. One week had passed since Femi informed the world who was in control and a mass exodus had begun for many lost souls. Only the so-called elite had a ticket to enjoy the underground haven away from the scorching heat, but soon that would prove useless for shortly after their solidarity, unknown gases from the earth would shorten their stay in her bowels. They had no other choice but to emerge to a place they had all but destroyed. So they were trying to get away from the sun. You know, a lot of people can't take that sun, right? Okay. 
So they were trying to get away from the sun. So they had ex, they had made a, you know, they got these underground bunkers and things that they plan on getting in in case something happened to the earth. So they had got in there. The elite had done, you know, got in there and it's like houses and things. And, you know, they stored up all the seeds, the real seeds and, and all this stuff in these bunkers. Well, since they went down in there, you know, the heat kind of brought the, the gases up, you know, through the earth. And, you know, it got into the underground havens, of, you know, where they're living. And so they can't take it. So they had to come out of there. They had to come out of those underground homes and things that they made. It's like the earth was like spitting them up out of our bowels. So they had to come out of there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, here we go. Mr. President, what are you going to do? What are we going to do about this phenomenon? Asked Edwin. And Edwin is uh, Zuri's stepfather. Honestly, I don't know at the moment, Ed. I do know that I will get a call from some very important people soon. And I will get my marching orders then. I sure hate when they call. Yeah, you and me both. We may as well prepare for a world war or worse. Okay, Sister Bev, that was it on that chapter or on that part. Okay. You had any questions so, or anybody else? So why do you think that uh, we have like certain spots on the planet where is, I don't know, what is it, like portals or we have- like Stone, stone Edge and things like that, you know, why is that like that or where that come from or what significance do you think that plays? I think it plays a good significant part because of the universe. It's like portals of energy, you know, where your energy mm-hmm. is more concent- concentrated. You know, they're they're tapping into that, you know, to keep the innocent protected it's like a protection so they use that along with their power to make it strong enough to resist whatever you know the evil got for them in store you know they you know they can't touch it so that's what they're doing they're using those particular parts on the planet okay and then and so they mainly activating through their mental power right Right, right. Mind. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. And uh, okay. they're just reactivating. People are, they, you know, they're just reactivating what they always had. Mhm. Mhm. Right. You know, things that we can do now because you know that's it's been said, and I've been, I've heard, and it's been said that if we all just wouldn't shop for a week and keep our money in our pockets. We could really do some damage. This is basically what they're doing. It's nothing big. You know, it's nothing, mm-hmm. no, it's not, you know, physical or whatever. It's mental. It's mental. So this is what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that's part of what, like, the uh, Bible say, when two or more come together, you know, how, and so th- since we're energy, so if two or more people come together and put that mind power on something, you know, you can 
that's like activating your inner powers. You could there's no telling what you can do once you start to focus and penetrate. To me it kinda of seemed like a laser uh beam or something like that. If you focus in your energy on something particularly, you and some more people. Right. You can create you can create a whole lot of th- yes. Mhm. Yeah, you can you can you can do some creations because you know like if you look at your furniture, look at these look at your cars or whatever, it had to come out of somebody's mind. I mean, you know, and then a lot of them got together and they made this thing, you know, so mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's the example that's that I, you know, I think of a lot. Mhm. Yeah, that's creation and that's why they say right. people have vision. You know, when you can mm. visualize things and then you can create them. And that's, I think, that's part of uh, our powers that we lost. You know, we let other people and other things show, uh, paint a picture for us or visualize for us instead of us vision, using our own visualization, which is our creation. Exactly. So taking it from one realm, which is in the the mind, the mental, and putting it into another realm or dimension, uh, from the spiritual to the 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 physical, you know, taking it from your mind's idea and making it manifest into matter. It's all chem. It's alchemical. What is it? Alchemy. <laughs> At all, mm-hmm. you know, but we're not using it, and that's what uh, I think that a lot of us is getting back into. We're being forced to, really. Well, you 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 said it good. You said it. You said it. You said it like that's the way. You're right. You on point. <laughs> you are on mm-hmm. point on that. So yeah, that's what, that's what's happening. So and I think we can do it today. As a matter of fact, I oh, think a lot of us are doing it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why, you know, the the people or whatever entities that's been directing and controlling, uh, so-called controlling things, are trying everything to keep us from going within, from us tapping into that energy. Yeah, they, they're be, throwing a lot of mystery. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be like what they going through in the books. You know, it's like they're gonna retaliate. Yeah. Yep, yep. And they they're throwing a lot of misdirections and things at us right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, if we can just concentrate, we can put them off in a uh, some other dimension, and we can we can start our own. We can raise our own self up out of this, you know, this uh, third dimension. I think, you know, I think right now a lot of people are going into the fourth, but you can raise yourself up as high as you want to go. You know, exactly. it's, it's just, you know, your way of thinking of, about things and, and, you know, getting out of their matrix and not going with the program. Mm, that's the key. That's mm-hmm. the key. And more people nowadays are even, they listening, you know, before, they would. They didn't even want to hear this. They like, oh no, that's some devil talk y'all <laughs> talking about. We don't want to hear that <laughs> stuff. But I, more and more people are. At least they are listening to it, even if they don't quite. If they're not quite there yet, so that that lets you know that 
something is cracking, whatever barrier that was over the people is starting to crack up now and people starting to pay attention and wake up, as they say. I think a lot of them is having, uh, is experiencing a lot of this stuff themselves, you know, and all these incidences that are occurring and they saying to themselves, something, man, something just ain't right right here. They, they're, they're really coming up, yeah, they, they, they thinking twice and three times and four times about it, you know, they, and when they, and when you experience a lot of stuff, you'll just, you know, shake your head and say like, what, you know, I gotta, you know, let me go over here and, and then check this out. And then it start making a whole lot of sense to you. And that's, and they're coming out of it. They're coming out of that nonsense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's been like, you know, they just, you know, they paint their own picture. They're painting their picture. Is you know, like I was saying before, they kind of got you up. It's like, don't question us. Just believe what we say. We telling you. And this mm-hmm. is just like if you're driving and you're trying to get somewhere, and you pull in the gas station and ask for direction, and they send you all in the wrong direction. Then you get there. And you go and ask for direction, and they send you in the wrong direction. You never get to where you're going because you study going in mm. different directions, and that's exactly. how Mhm. And then it becomes unreal to you, and you'll be saying like, "This ain't real. This is this is not happening. This, you know, this yeah. this has got to be this kind. This is this this is something else." And and then you get to thinking, and you know, and you'll. You know, you say, no, this ain't correct. And then you'll start looking in a different direction to see if you can find some answers. Because I went through that as a young woman because I questioned about the church because I had questions about to my mom and daddy. You know, I was always wondering why, why? I always asked why, you know, Mm -hmm. I asked them W's. And they couldn't, and it's almost like my mom and dad was brainwashed. And I think they were. You know, oh, yeah. they were brainwashed. Yeah, and they couldn't tell me because if they knew, I'm pretty sure they would have told their children. But, you know, yeah. they had us going through that same thing. And, and then I got to thinking, and I didn't put my children through that. I didn't have them in church, you know. And I quit going because I couldn't get those answers that I wanted to hear from my mama and my daddy because mm-hmm. they didn't know. Because I often ask them all the time, where is Jesus when you need Jesus? Who is God? Mm-hmm. You know, who this white right. man up in this window right here? They, you know, back then they had the white Jesus in the window. Right. And I never seen him come to the church or nothing. I never seen no white people come to the church. It was all us that's up in there. So, you know, and I had questions about that and they couldn't answer. So I said, well, I'm staying up out of here because every time I need help and they say call on Jesus, I don't get no help. So, and I just quit. So I thought to myself, that's got to be in me. I got to get up and do my thing, you know? So, right. and that's how I started thinking about this stuff. And I didn't put my children in that mess either. And they grown mm-hmm. women now and they ain't got their children in that either. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, that's the way it is. And I think a lot of people was thinking like you too, you know, uh, because the, this generation now, 
a lot of them are not into the church. They are into mm-hmm. metaphysics and, you know, spirituality, witchcraft, voodoo. A, a lot of a lot of the young people are into that. They're not into uh, the church. Yeah, that's which which is what it was because they try to scare you and say that voodoo and witchcraft and all this. Oh, that's the devil. Da, 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 da. No, that ain't no devil. They try to flip that stuff. And what the devil is trying to keep you confined into believing some kind of white Jesus or white God. That's the devil. That's the problem right there. If they want to confine you into thinking that they are the royals that are high up on the pedestal when you were the royal all the time because whatever you did they stole from you so actually you the king and the queen and the prince and the princess when it started out and then they're here they come stealing it so no i don't yeah. consider no queen and none of them other fools no royal i'm we, we are more royal than they are but anyway let me and get I, off of that i think that um that's part of the problem if it's subconscious and not conscious with the queen and and the little black girl over there because, you know, like Dr. X been telling us about the chosen one. You know, if you sat and lying and then you got the truth coming and looking at you right in the face, you know, that kind of just, you're uncomfortable uh, with that. You don't want that truth around you because you you walking and talking a lie because they know that the real royals, the real queen and them were us back in the day so here you got this but, little black girl sitting there looking mm-hmm. at you in your face and you know that she really belonged there and not you and you have stolen her, her legacy and people like her you know, and so it kind of rubs them the wrong way. You feel really uncomfortable. Well, Sister Bev, I think it's coming full circle, you know, because think about this right here. Okay, now when it, when, when, when it's, everything started out, we was here, of course, and we had our, our royalty and, you know, our regalness, and we, we had that. And so how, how, I'm thinking to myself, and and I could be wrong. I could be way on out there with this, but our own self, I believe, had us doing the things that is happening now. I'm thinking we had some really selfish people of color who started out as kings and queens, and then they kept marrying within the family, and they kept marrying within the family. Until everybody started getting them bright looking colors. Now I could be reaching, I could be reaching way out through there, but you know I'm just thinking they wanted to keep it all in the family. And for for me to think that our people would do something like that, I mean it's it's not far fetched because we got a lot of us is right now today will you know throw one of our throw one of our folks in the bell and, and, you know, keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of our people are against their own people. I'll just put it like that. Today. But if you look so at I'm, it, okay, if you look at 
the way you saying it, and which a lot of them do, they want to keep that bloodline. But when you start having sex with family members, you know, you automatically start to, you notice you start getting retardation and mental mm-hmm. illness and things. And that's, and that's how I think is a lot of people in certain positions, they crazy as hell. You know, yeah. But that, <laughs> you are you are absolutely right. Yeah, when you start inbreeding, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. So you know, and you know them. You that. know, I don't. I I don't know anybody from over there, but you know a lot. You know, I don't, mm. it's a question. It's, all it's a question. Thing. Yeah, it's all yeah. Thing. But you know, you're so busy trying to keep. And I mean, a lot of wealthy people do that today, and people in power. They don't want you to go and, you know, get nobody from the hood. You know, it's like you go get somebody your equal. So, you know, so I can really see that what's happening, especially with royalty. But then you start Mm -hmm. inbreeding, and that's where the problem comes in. Right. And then you get the next person coming in charge. You know, the next king, he crazy as hell. And then all of this craziness and madness and all that going on. And, and you know, I could see how it could, could start like that. Well, you're right. You're right. So maybe it's not so far-fetched. I mean, you know, I thought yeah. about that and, you know, and looking at the queen, you know, the so-called queen, I ain't going to call her, looking at Elizabeth, you know, she really had, you know, she, I, for me, I just don't think that she, you know, they say those things that they say, but, you know, you can't believe, you know, the news and the press and everything of what these folks say. She, you know, Elizabeth probably ain't saying nothing good about that girl coming into their family because she ain't, <laughs> she's not blood, she ain't royal blood or nothing. Yeah, you know, and and every country everywhere has a head, you know, like in our country, the president, you know, that's our royalty, you know, so every country has their head person or family, you know, so it's all over the world. Everybody got their, their royalty. And it just depends on, you know, they the one that set the tone and, and, Send things in certain direction, and if you your mind is going in all different direction, and so the people going in all different directions. Well, you know they it's had to be energy. crazy, Sister Bear. They had to be mm-hmm. something wrong with them because when they come to somebody else's land, and they come over and they steal it, and they kill the people, and they invade it, and you know they come in as settlers, and you know and and just take over people's land just like they're doing right now in Africa. You know, something, I don't know, they just cold-hearted. It's something about the mind that ain't right that would do something like that. And that's what I'm saying. you got to be kind yeah. of mentally ill or something. And then a lot of people, even if you wasn't mentally ill from the inbreeding, you know, power, when you get a certain mm-hmm. amount of power, you know, if you mm-hmm. can't handle that power, it's going to send you crazy, make you crazy, too. Because mm-hmm. you're going to try to do all kind of diabolical stuff to keep the power. And, you know, so you got to be uh, 
balance to be able to handle power. So, you know, you got a, a lot of that going on, too. So everybody can't handle power and, and you know, so I think it's a lot of crazy people uh, in charge. Well, so do I, and so does Femi. So she done put it out there to him, so. (laughs) All right, let's get another chapter here. Okay. Okay, so we on part 67, uh, the malevolent 911 call. That's the name, the malevolent 911 call. Okay. No sooner than the words spilled out of the president's mouth, his secretary came to him with a very important call on the red phone. Sir, there's a call holding for you. Thank you, Martha. You're welcome, Mr. President. Both Edwin and the president waited until Martha left the room, and that's when he picked up the phone. Nigel. What the hell are you going to do about this? And where's Guala? Sir, I haven't spoke to President Jelani since we left Africa. But I can tell you, he will not be on board to take this lady down. He says her power is not something we want to engage in. If I can be honest, sir, what she did to the world when she put us all asleep, that should be enough to warrant light steps until we can think of a way to counteract whatever final, whatever her final agenda is. Femi Knight seems to be generous when it comes to a human being. My plan is simply to humble myself to her and gain enough trust so I can seize the staff of power and respectfully give it to you. I am sure you will be honored to have the last piece of the puzzle in your possession, sir. I know after observing that speech she presented to the planet, this is going to be trouble if you do it alone. So I'm sending a few people in my cabal. You don't need to know who they are because when they arrive, they will announce themselves. Don't let me down, Nigel. I don't have to say that but once. Yes, Your Majesty, I understand. The phone went silent. The president turned unsteadily to Edwin with fear in his eyes. Who was that? The GB, he asked. No, Romanilia. What is he asking you to do? To get that scepter. He's sending his people to do battle but I don't think she's here in the country. Don't you think it would be a good idea if you could give them a clue to where she might be? I'm thinking it would be more to your advantage to stay in good graces with them. You're right, Edwin. I am going to have to send some of my people to find an old friend of hers. Maybe I can get a lead to find out where the target is. Nigel walked over to his phone and asked Martha to give the former president a call. Once he answered, they spoke about what happened during the sleep and the aftermath of it. Shortly after, 
Nigel asked him to call Rupa Ocellus. This call would be coming this call would be better coming from him since he knew her in previous years past. He agreed. So you know who you was talking about. Okay. I can see that went well, said Edwin. Yes, he's going to call me back shortly. Hungry? asked Nigel. Yes. Can I get you something from the kitchen? Too jumpy. Once I get this call back, I might be finished by then. But now, no, he replied. While Edwin went absent from the Oval Office, Nigel got the call back from the former president. Nigel, old buddy, I tried to... Nigel, old buddy, I tried to call the last number uh, I had for her, but uh, uh, I got no answer. My advice to send some uh, people out to her place covertly. Uh, she uh, she will never know you're coming. Surprise uh, is uh, the best move to make on the uh, unsuspected. Okay, that was a terrible. <laughs> Sister Bev, okay, slap me in the. I don't care. That was a terrible rendition um, of. of, of <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I think everybody knows what I was talking about. Okay. Uh, you know anyone? Uh, yes, I know some people. What's the problem? You sound spooked. Uh, what's going on? Uh, you got that call? Yes, replied Nigel. Uh, uh, I knew that was coming. Okay, I'm going to quit. We are in for some improbable times. I almost oh, didn't make it out. <laughs> oh, you talking about the voice? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, I I can't do it. I'm I'm laughing. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna try. It. <clears throat> uh, 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 I knew that was coming. Uh, uh we we in some uh improbable times. Uh, uh, I almost didn't make it out, and and uh, after my twelve years, <laughs> uh, I was relieved. Uh, j- just so happened it landed uh, in your lap. Uh, back then we knew their uh, savior was coming, but we couldn't pinpoint a time. 2012 was uh, the year, and uh, that was all we knew. We didn't know if it was a, a boy or a girl. <laughs> so we just began to chip and vaccinate everyone through the healthcare system. Uh, hoping uh, we solved the problem. We thought uh, if we could make it hard for everybody, uh, that those who knew who it uh, was would uh, turn them in. Uh, so the Crown Cross prepared a sacrificial ritual for three children uh, to be born in the same year to do battle from uh, Wasapia, and a fourth will come to Earth as we speak. The powers these people have are unbelievable. Uh, I have seen them in action, and uh, uh, we are going to have a hell of a war on our hands. <laughs> okay, I'm done with the uh, B.O. Okay, a war is necessary to keep the lower class in line. The goal of our agenda is to is vital to our survival, and we are part of that. My family is very important to me. And it's my first priority, said Nigel. 
We must keep the change strong if we are to retain power. You have my support and unyielding approval to do whatever you have to do to bring this woman in and shut her down. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All right. In the meantime, look for a call in the next hour. It will be from those who will help you bring Rupa back to the House. And he's talking about the White House, said the former president. Thank you again. No problem. The conversation was short, sweet, and to the point. Nigel viciously wanted Finney. He asked himself the million-dollar question as to why he didn't do all he could to contain where she stood right here in front of him just a few months ago. But he knew why, and this knowledge would prove to be a challenge once again if he ever got another chance. Edwin returned with the waiter of the White House in tow with a tray filled with a variety of sandwiches and drinks. The tray was placed on a side table near the president's desk. Reaching for a ham and cheese on rye, his phone rang out, startling them both. I have uh, Mr. Nordinger on the line, Mr. President. He says you know he would be calling, sir. Put him through, Martha. Oh, Mr. President, don't say anything. Listen carefully. There is a woman named Rupa Ocellus. She is in the Bethesda area. I need you to bring her back here to the White House alone. If you encounter any obstacles, delete them immediately, swiftly and quietly. Do you need black ops to assist you? No, I don't deal with witnesses of any kind. I would have to delete them, too, he replied. The president immediately hung up the phone. In all actuality, he did not want to be associated with anyone like that. The farther away from them, the better. With a Grinch's grin, he smiled at Edwin while leisurely attaining his ham and cheese sandwich. Soon after his arrival to Rupa's home, the man on the phone found that she and her family had departed and he had no other leads to find their whereabouts as the entire community was closed mouthed and very suspicious of strangers suddenly appearing in the neighborhood. Okay, Sister Bell. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> it was part six and seven. So in question. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. How can people get your uh, books? And okay. Well, they autograph. How can they get a, a book that signed that you have your signature on it? Okay, uh, they can go to the website. It's chemistry with the K, K E M E T S T R Y files dot com, chemistry files dot com, and uh, on there you can leave me your email address and all the information I need to send the book back to you, and of course I mm-hmm. will autograph it for you, and uh, of course you can go on to Amazon and they're there in paperback and Kindle. And I have another uh, site that has my uh, Bright Light novel there in audio, so you can stream it and listen to it 
on Gumroad. That's G-U-M-R-O-A-D road.com. You can go there and stream Bright Light. Simple stuff. Okay. Easy okay. and real quick and to do. Aren't you working on a, uh, another book too? Because how many books is it all together? Well, uh, there's five altogether right now, and I'm working on two books. The first book, I'm kind of halfway finished. It's called Cosmic Legacy, and it takes us all the way back. And this is just something that I've had dreams about, and uh, I'm just putting it in words. And then the okay. sixth book of the the chemistry series is called Chemistry Area 51. And I've got some thoughts about that, too. So... Uh, that'll be coming out like at the end of summer. Okay, so you're gonna be dealing with the aliens or uh, or military yeah. or things like that with that. Okay, yeah. That be All right. <clears throat> Them aliens ain't gray either. <laughs> Them aliens ain't green either. <laughs> All right. Not green, huh? <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that should be interesting. Oh yeah. Well, we're down to um to our last few minutes here, and so uh, we did have a hand raised, but I don't know what happened to them. They they left. Something happened. So um, as always, your books are interesting. They're getting more interesting, and uh, these will make good gifts. Uh, here, hold on. I have someone with their hand raised. Seven four zero nine six three seven four zero. Greetings, Sister Beth, Brother Greetings. Jeff out there. Listening into the show, it's uh, <clears throat> hair raising on the back of the neck. Listening to these stories being told, and man, it takes me back. I'm uh, I'm very into. This is a very interesting subject matter that I'm. I'm looking forward to streaming this audio book uh, probably this weekend sometime to pick up on some of the stuff I missed on. But uh, this is great work. I love it. It it seems so – it's kind of scary because it seems so real, you know? Yeah. So my mind hasn't grasped the whole concept just yet. But, you know, I go by what I feel. So this is great stuff. And uh, thank you for the material Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I kind of wrote these books back in uh, 2011, 2010, back through there. Um, and I didn't know this stuff was going to happen like this. So, yeah, um, right. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it ties into, uh, you know, I've done a, some extensive research on a lot of our history and the Dogon thing just, man, that's just, it just ties into a lot of stuff that I read Um revolving around Asians and the Buddha revealing one of the ancient cities and, you know, within the walls of this ancient city, everything that's going on here in America, especially the slavery aspect of it, was written in hieroglyphs on the walls. So this stuff mm-hmm. rings home really, really, really strongly. So I appreciate you, sister. I ain't going to eat up any more time. I just wanted to let you all know I appreciate what's going on this evening and uh, I hope to continue to enjoy your work. It's great stuff. Thank you. I thank I you. I thank you, you for calling in. Thank you for calling Maya. in, bro. Thank you. Absolutely. You're Maya Hotel. Hotel. Thank you. You're welcome, you. Sister Bell. Oh, okay. we thank you very much, Sister Bell. I appreciate you as well. I'm going on mute now. Thank All you. All right. Much, much love. 
So um, much love. Peace. Great, great. So that's good, uh, Sister Sata. And, and and it's just you know it just seems like what you're saying. You're you can relate. Like I said before, I can feel the metaphysics. I can see the metaphysics in your writing when when you're reading the story. Uh, I, I can pretty much see it, and it jumps out at you, and, and it and it goes, and it sounds like you're talking about stuff that's going on today. So it's really timeless uh, when you really get into the metaphysics of things. There's really no certain time uh, with that. What what would excite me so much more, Sister Bev, is when I, my people can see this on with their eyes on the big screen or on Netflix or somewhere when they can see this going. Now that's going to be, (laughs) that's going to be something, you know, and I, but I appreciate doing what I'm doing now. So that at least the people can hear and see what's, you know, some of the stuff and and see where we can take this as a high mind. So we can, we can overcome. We can really truly overcome. Definitely, definitely. And it's one thing to be able to visualize or look at something on the big screen, you know, and it, it, that also is, is part of the activation, is part of the awakening, because you're using all your senses. And so I, I can see all of this working together uh, to, and, and I just see it all being part of the activation that is going on now. Mm-hmm. And so, that's right. Sada, we appreciate you and look forward. I appreciate to, you, uh, Sister Bev, even more. <laughs> well, thank you. And so, uh, I will talk to you next week. We just got off uh, Chapter 67, so next week we'll go into 66. And uh, the music that I'm going to play, this is part of your creation, too. So this is going to be, because we are already putting it out there, we're creating. So this is going to be your, your, your music theme for the movie that I'm Yes, yes. Um, we're already manifesting it. You're right, Sister Bev, and I appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much. Maya Hotep. Okay. Maya Hotep. Okay, if you want to join me tomorrow, I'll be back with Brother Tuckmo and the round table. And much love. Let me see how I get this going here.
Hey, order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Lately, our homes have experienced more of us. More dishes. More flushes. And more shower time concerts. After 50 years of encores, Mr. Rooter Plumbing Service professionals are equipped to handle anything. We're your neighbor you can call anytime, and we'll be there because we've been here all along. Mr. Rooter Plumbing, a neighborly company. Visit MrRooter.com today.